Hello, my friends, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, January 7th. Wherever you are, and uh, and thank you for listening to this wherever you are. Again, I wish you God's blessings, God's joy uh, in our newborn Savior, that, that the joy the angels sang that evening, uh, glory to God in the highest. Boy, we had two good readings today. We had a really good first reading and a really good gospel. So I'm going with the gospel again today. One of my favorites in all of Scripture. Um, but if you have time, read the the first reading too out of First John um, four nineteen to to verse five or chapter five verse four. But ooh, so good. But let's uh, read the gospel. Let's break that open. Luke chapter four verses fourteen to twenty two. This is the foundation for everything, everything that's going to happen in the rest of the gospel. So let's uh, break it open together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth where he had grown up, and went, according to his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind." to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture, scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that so good? <laughs> oh, man, it's so rich. It's so beautiful. So, okay, let's set the stage. We're, we're Luke chapter 4, um, early on chapter, or excuse me, verse 14. Infancy narratives in Luke take up the first two chapters. So what happens in chapters 2 and 3 is uh, we see the baptism of Jesus, and uh, we see Jesus driven into the desert by the Holy Spirit. And then Luke throws his, um, uh, uh, gosh, the word's escaping me, forgive me, but uh, the heritage of Christ, and uh, takes it all the way back to Adam, by the way, whereas uh, Matthew's uh, heritage uh, goes back to Abraham. Anyway, then Luke throws that in chapter three, kind of odd. So anyway, this is really the first time we see Jesus come out of the desert. Again, he was baptized. So let, again, this is very important to understand. Jesus was baptized, and in in Luke's gospel, he's not he's not coming up out of the waters. Uh, and he hears the voice. He is. He goes and he's in prayer. And in prayer, after his baptism, he hears the voice of God saying, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." 
And he, driven by that and driven by the Spirit, goes into the desert to say, what does this mean for me? And he will not come out of the desert until he has that answer. And this is where we get our answer. It's so great, isn't it? And so let's start at the beginning. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Okay? So this is returning from the desert. This is him coming back. And news of him spread throughout the whole region because he had taught. And this is me. I said because. He taught in their synagogue and was praised by all. So he had been preaching in other synagogues prior to coming to Nazareth, and news of him spread before that. So then he comes to his hometown of Nazareth, which you know what's going to happen later. We end on a high note today, but if you keep reading the gospel, not so high. They're going to want to chuck him off the old brow of the hill. But he came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom. So this is a person, if anybody comes to you and says, you know, we don't need to go to church. We can just, you know, uh, be with God in nature. Well, of course you can go to, and, and God's in nature. God's in all of creation. God imbues and imbibes himself within nature. And and of course we can, we can see him there. But if we are baptized into Christ, don't we want to imitate him? He, as was his custom, went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day to pray. So he saw being a part of something larger, part of a community that shaped him, that he shapes, um, that is rooted in God's word uh, as, as worth his time. I would hope that we would do the same. He went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath. He stood and read from prophet Isaiah, unrolled the scroll. So he had to go all the way down to 61. By the way, this is chapter 61. This is, he's not just rolling the first few and saying, let me pick this one. He's rolling to a specific point where Isaiah is speaking about the Messiah. And this, brothers and sisters, I would argue is his thesis statement, or Luke's certainly, but it's Jesus's for the answer to what he found in the desert. Who am I? What does it mean that I am the beloved one? What does that mean? And this is his answer. Through 40 days of prayer and fasting, this is the answer he has. And this is what he's telling publicly the people. The eyes are all intent on him. And he finds it and says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. And he has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. You know how thesis statements are, right? You say at the beginning of your thesis statement, this is what I'm going to prove, or this is what I'm going to, to show you. And then you show, and then at the end, you say it again, this is what I have shown you. Brothers and sisters, if indeed this is the thesis statement of Jesus, and it is, this is what he's saying, this is who I am, and this is what my ministry will be. And the rest of Luke's gospel is him bringing glad tidings to the poor, right? Him proclaiming liberty to captives, him giving sight to the blind, to letting the oppressed go free and proclaiming a year acceptable, meaning the kingdom of God is at hand right now. You are loved here and now, not then, not tomorrow, when, now, a year acceptable to the Lord. 
And here's the deal. Rolling up the scroll, he hands it back to the attendant, and all the eyes are on him saying, what's he going to do? Today, the scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. They know what that means. They know what that means. It doesn't get unruly yet. But here's why I love that line. He's owning it. He's owning his mission. God's love invited him to prayer and ponder what that means. He found a silent place where he would not leave it until he knew what it meant. That I, I am the beloved one. Behold, or you know, uh, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He would not leave until he knew not only that that was the truth, but he knew what that meant for his life. And the rest of his life, he lived out of that place. He knew what he was about. And in that line, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. He owns it. He knows who he is. He knows what he's about. My friends, do you know who you are? Do you know what you're about? Do you own it? And, and, and trust me, I speak to me too, but this is the essence. Do you know, first and foremost, have you heard that you are the beloved one? Because you are, and I am. Not because of what we've done, because of God's goodness and grace. But do you know what that invites you to now? Because we have to, don't we? And if we don't, if we don't, that's okay. Sit. Sit with it. Sit with it and do not move until you know. Because then the rest of our lives will be lived out of that place. This is my mission. This is who I am. I'm not Joe Zenk. I'm not a, a Catholic minister. I'm not 55 years old. I'm not husband of Renee, father of five. I am all those things. But who am I and what am I about? And what are you about? Only God can tell us that. But we need to sit with it and struggle with it and deal with the temptations that are going to come with it. But when we find it, don't let anybody take it from you. We lean into it. And we own it. And we know what we're about. Let's pray. Invite you again. Just bring whatever intentions you have, my friends, uh, and let's place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother. And we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, thank you for uh, sharing this time together today. God's blessings and peace be with you today and always. And I look forward to us being together one more time this week, tomorrow, to break open God's Word.